part of the Press Play Podcast Network. The 1 1 pitch. Swing and a drive to deep right. Away back. Go! And with that, Hemi call, it is time for another episode of Guardians of the Land MLB podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network. I am Mike Voorhees. And alongside me, as always, the best reliever in the business, Brian Shaw. So I don't have my voice this week. No, not, Barry not. White's missing. <laughs> but it. back to normal. And speaking of the pitcher, Brian Shaw, I got a baseball from him the other day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was wearing my Shaw jersey. Uh, they had just wrapped up on their comeback win in extra innings against the Padres. Uh, I was sitting kind of close to the bullpen. They were walking out onto the field. I yelled up to uh, at, I yelled towards him, pointed at my Jersey and he threw me up a ball. Now you've got to get him to sign it. Now we need to get him on the show. Uh, that I, coming on the show, that might be, that might be a tough ask. He likes to, I think he likes to stay kind of to himself a little bit. All right, fine. Then we'll get somebody else on the show. That's not a big deal. Um, but I do, I do have, um, I do have multiple Brian Shaw balls. Um, That's awesome, man. (laughs) That's very uh, cool. Yeah. The other, the other time was actually long ago, um, when the bullpen was in the old spot, you know, how it used to be, um, kind of vertical. Right. And, uh, yeah. So that was the other time. Um, so I, yeah, I, I've chit chatted with him over the years. I actually have a signed jersey from him. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I don't think so. Um, so back when I was in broadcasting, I was working in Buffalo, and Brian was still with the Diamondbacks. Okay. And I was getting these like Roto World style like auto tweets, getting tagging me in his like daily stats of of like pitching when he was in the minor leagues with Arizona. Okay. And so as a joke, um, I had some headshots back then when, when TV stations still gave out headshots, I signed one and said, go, go Indians and sent it to the clubhouse. And I never knew if he got it or not. Uh, Apparently he did. He gets traded to the Indians. And actually I was tweeting with John Sable, our buddy, John Sable, who's on Mm -hmm. the Sable brothers. Um, And we were talking about, this is the 2013 season and it might've been his first season we're just talking about the team and stuff. And somebody had mentioned like, Oh, you know, which whose Jersey are you going to get this year? And I said, well, obviously I have to get a Brian Shaw one. And I tagged him in the tweet. When I tagged him in the tweet, I, I asked him if he had ever gotten my headshot and he actually replied and he said, yes. And then he said he had something for me and oh he had mailed me uh, a diamondbacks Jersey with an autograph on it. That's so, pretty awesome. Yeah. Super nice guy. Um, you know, it, it gets, gets way too much grief from, from people, but I won't go into that. Um, let's talk, let's talk about this team. So when we, when we had left off two weeks ago, we were riding high, they were in first place. Um, they had just swept the white Sox. Yeah. And they were in first place. Yeah. And then starting that night, we, we hit publish and they lost for a week straight. Yeah. We get swept by the Yankees. We got swept by the angels I know you and I exchanged some texts in between those games and man, oh man, was that tough. Yeah, it was we rough. Knew, it was rough watching. We knew like we knew this team was going to be 500 at best and they're going to have difficulty playing really good teams. 
the Yankees are very good. They have the best record in baseball. Their team is very good. Of course, they have a $300 million payroll, but they have very good talent on their team. The Angels, everybody better watch out for them. Shohei Otani is the real deal. Mike Trout's healthy. That team is playing unbelievable baseball. Yeah, they lost two two really good teams. You hope that you don't get swept. You hope that you don't go on a losing streak like that. And I think it was very promising to then see them rebound to sweep Oakland and then split against the Padres and then win against Toronto. So now we no longer have to hear about how they haven't beat anybody with a winning record, which base, which correct me if I'm wrong, but at the time, didn't the white Sox have a winning record? Uh, when we played them and swept them. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that that was a silly stat that was running around. Well, that, like, White Sox are falling off and they we, are, but they're also injured, they which are. I think. So to lead into that, let's also talk about that, that seven game sweep. Um, you lost a couple of guys to, to COVID there for a little bit. The yep. very hot hitting Owen Miller, um, our Obi Kwan Kenobi, who had a little bit of a hamstring injury and missed yep. a, what I think almost all those games, I believe he missed both series. So, so there were some things that I think led to that. Uh, also those teams being very good, um, but they've rebounded. They've won five of their last six. Um, and what is nice to see is it looks like the bats have still kind of stuck around. Yeah. We, we'll we thought the, we'll get we, to that. We thought that there was going to be some regression to the mean. There is, yeah. they're not the number one hitting team in baseball any longer, which you weren't expecting them to be. No, nope. um, but they're still putting up runs. Uh, for example, in the last six games in, in their six wins, they've scored nine, three, seven, six, and six. So I'll take that. That's, I mean, that's a solid offensive output, but then in those losses, there was a one run game, a two run game, a shutout, a one run game and another one run game. So it, it, they're hot, they're cold. Would you say to sweep or not to sweep? Yep. (laughs) To sweep or not to sweep. That is the question. No more though. That's over. We split with the Padres that kind of ended it. Yeah. So it was, I was enjoying the sweeping part, not getting swept part that i mean it was that's a wild statistic i was waiting for um mlb random stats to have something out because it was basically like seven straight series where there was a sweep one way or another Um, i'll tell you what i want to backtrack though just a bit because i I missed something in my notes we got to talk about trash gate in the Bronx. Oh, yes. Um, I think that this, they may have lost that game. And for those that don't know what I'm talking about, so the second game, that Saturday game um, at uh, in New York, in the Bronx, um, the Yankees rallied, had a walk-off, um, but nobody remembers that. What they remember, there were fans in the, in the outfield that were throwing trash at, and bottles and, and different paraphernalia things at Cleveland outfielder, Oscar Mercado and, and Miles straw and Miles straw, Miles straw pulled the Spider-Man leapt on the wall, had some choice words for the fans because he wasn't going to let his teammate. Um, yeah. It started abuse. It started with, so the game tying run mm-hmm. the ball goes over Quan's head. 
he reaches out for it, pulls it in, and kisses the wall. Yep. He composes himself enough to grab it, throw it in, keep the Yankees from winning the game. But then he's on the ground for a while, and his face is a little beat up. He's got some scratches and stuff. Well, Yankees fans were, were taunting him uh, from the outfield. So that is what Straw took exception to and started chattering at them and then hops the fence and starts yelling back. So then it's maybe it's either the next at bat or, or a couple of at bats later. But then when the Yankees do win the game, Yankees fans from a different part of the outfield from where Straw climbed the fence Mm-hmm. starts throwing garbage onto him because it was the left field where Quan was where he climbed the fence and was yelling at the fans. And then it was the right field fans that were throwing, yeah. throwing garbage at him. Interestingly enough, I have heard nothing about that from MLB and nope. are those fans banned? Are they I haven't heard anything, uh, but you know, anything along those lines, were there any arrests, anything like that? Like, and I and, know that Aaron Boone talked about it in his post-game press conference. And I know he was very disgusted you know, with him being a former player, um, the fact that he actually defended the Guardians in that regard. And I, I, I will say that I really enjoyed watching the six foot seven Aaron Judge, who is a very imposing figure, running out to the outfield to help the Guardians because he couldn't believe what was happening yeah. either. Um, but I honestly think that, that that was a turning point in this season, Brian. This team showed solidarity right there miles straw miles straw became my favorite player at that moment (laughs) that that was he stepped up for his team he you know he wasn't going to allow stuff like that to happen so my hat's off to miles straw i would love to have him come on this show so that we can talk to him because i want to know i want to know what was going through his head i want to know how angry he really was because it looked he was visibly upset I'd have to really go digging because it was a while back, but I had tweeted when the the video that came out of him climbing the fence, I was like, I'll be right back. I'm going to buy my Miles Straw jersey right now. And that got like, uh, here, wait, 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 wait. It was on Saturday, April. It, that got about a thousand, a thousand likes. Wow. Of, of, and I don't think I've ever had a tweet receive that many likes. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> and, and, you know, the team put out a tweet that said, just said team. And it was all the, all the players walking together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right. I think that that was a nice bonding moment for them. Um, I would have loved if they were able to come back and then win that next game and not yeah. get slaughtered 10 to two. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you had wondered then after that loss and then getting swept by, um anaheim or la of anaheim uh, was it a gonna go the other direction was it a turning point of yeah there was solidarity but there was just you know something about that moment and they they, they just weren't running on all cylinders but um but that doesn't look like this is the case they've rebounded now and yeah i think that's a huge huge team bonding moment yeah i mean this team looked really good against the a's they looked good against the Padres in both of those games, even though they lost one. Um, and then last night's game against Toronto, they looked really good. Yep. For those that care, tonight's game has been postponed and will be made up as a traditional doubleheader on Saturday. So there you go. 
So tonight, no baseball, but that's okay. We can, we still have you covered and we're going to talk about baseball. So we, we also have other news too. There was a couple we of transactions. Um, yeah. The team the had to time, make some roster moves since the last time we recorded, uh, we got past May 1st and they actually made, I, I, I was surprised. Um, I was kind of hoping for one, cause I thought it needed to be done. I was surprised by the other. Um, knowing the team, I was kind of actually surprised they made either, and they didn't just option a player that had options, but mm-hmm. they ended up designating for assignment Bobby Bradley and Logan Allen. Logan Allen got picked up by Baltimore, and Bobby Bradley is back with the team in AAA. He cleared waivers. So I, you heard me clapping there. <laughs> um, we had been asking and wondering when Bobby Bradley was going to go down. He had, what, yes. like two hits? In 18 yeah. at bats, he looked you, lost. You he and needed I to were go saying back to AAA and play quite every a day, and that it was his time to to no mm-hmm. longer be taking up a roster spot. Um, the, the they Logan gonna... Allen, the Logan Allen one though, Brian, I'll tell you, did not surprise me. It did not surprise me, and here's why: Logan Allen has had multiple chances to pitch, mm-hmm. and he's been up and down all over the place. They've got some other lefties in the bullpen, one of which we will touch on here in a minute. The other one being Anthony Ghost. And I think Logan just became expendable. And I'm happy that he got picked up by another team. The Orioles are desperate for pitching. I wish him nothing but the best of luck. I would love when the Orioles play the Indi- the almost said it, the or- Orioles play the Guardians. I would love to see Logan Allen pitch against the Guardians. I really would just to see if maybe a change of scenery is what he needed. Yeah. I I'm just surprised because last he was our fifth pitcher starting last season and going into the season because he had an incredible spring and then the wheels came off and then the wheels came off on most of the season. Um, And then he starts this season and he's still kind of struggling. And you would, you were hoping that in a non-starting role, in a bullpen role that he would have been able to have it come together. Like some of the guys that we're going to talk about, talk about here coming up, but uh, it didn't so here, happen. Hold on. Here's Logan's Logan Allen stats real quick, Brian. He pitched in uh, four games, six innings. He was one and zero with a 4.5 earn run average, six strikeouts and a two whip. Yeah, that's not great. It's not great, Bob. <laughs> no, it's not. And I, like I said, I wish him the best of luck in Baltimore. Yeah. And, and it's very possible that there's, there's more of these kinds of moves as, as pieces and parts move around this season. Um, losing Gabriel Arias for two months to a broken yeah, hand. That's, I that's think, tough. I think, I think shook some things up a little bit. There may have been another move that they were going to have to make because the expectation was he was going to get called up. And then basically the day he was going to get called up, he breaks his hand. Yep. Um, so that, that, that makes things interesting. Um, but they opened the door that opened the door for yet another youngster to make his major league debut with the guardian, somebody that I am extremely high on and that's Richie Palacios. And he's hitting, he's hitting Brian. He's He's hitting 304. He has a couple of RBIs, which if I remember correctly, those two RBIs were game-winning RBIs against the Oakland A's in Oakland. When we swept Oakland in Oakland for the first time 
in 22 yeah. years. And one of them was a pinch hit scenario. And um, I think that's the one where he had the, yeah, it was a pinch hit, uh, pinch hit single with two RBIs. Yep. Another youngster to look forward to. Yes. He's a second baseman um, by, by trade. Um, but the guardians have been playing him in the outfield. And I tell you what, he's been just, I fine. like what I see. He's been just fine. Um, mm-hmm. I, if you weren't following him, if you didn't know that he was one of the plethora of infielders, I don't think you would know that he was inexperienced in the outfield or, or had been made, made that move as opposed to with like Ahmed Rosario, which he has had some struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Palacios there now, I, I think officially we will no longer see Ahmed Rosario in the outfield. I think so. Um, but you, you have, you have a, a pretty solid five man mm-hmm. outfield. Um, yeah, and do. that's, and that's with George Valera waiting in the wings to be the next guy called up. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but George Valera is still in double a Akron. He, correct? He is. Yeah. He's okay. probably, he's probably a late season addition or a okay. next year addition. Uh, Will Benson's another one. I know he's in the outfield. He's in Columbus. Oscar Gonzalez is another one that could come up, but yep. we, we're, we're going to have to make roster moves. I, I think, but I don't want to, I don't want to talk about that yet, but what I want to do, Brian, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk about the unsung hero of the Guardians bullpen, and you will not believe who it is. I didn't believe who it was, so you will all be shocked. So stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this. The R&R Podcast is going to be rocking and rolling with you because football season is underway. College, Ohio State, the Power Fives, the Mac, the Browns. Michael Regai, are you ready to rock and roll with some football? Kenny, I've been ready. This is our time of year. This is what R&R is all about. We're going to be with you every week. Kenny just said it, Browns, NFL, Ohio State-centric. So you got to stay with us all fall and winter long here on R&R. That's right, the Red Eye and Rota podcast coming to you here on the Press Play Podcast Network. Subscribe now and don't miss a show. For the Dennis Maniloff Show, I'll tap into my 40-plus years of following Cleveland sports and 30-plus years of writing and talking about them so as to bring you informed opinions and analysis of your favorite players and teams. I also will monitor the national sports scene and, when warranted, step out of the toy department and into the real world. And I'll always be on the lookout for special guests. By all means, join us. Looking for new insights on the Cleveland sports scene with a unique side of Cleveland sports history? Then you found the perfect podcast. I'm John Sable. And I'm Scott Sable, and we're hosts of the Sable Brothers on the Baseline podcast, a podcast about Cleveland sports, but not your typical podcast about the land's sports teams. Join us as we embark on a journey of sharing a unique and historical side of Cleveland sports history with the help of some former Cleveland sports stars and other historical figures. All right here on the Sable Brothers on the Baseline podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network. All right, Brian, we're back from our commercial break. I want to talk about the unsung hero of the Guardians bullpen, and that is Sam Henches. Yes, you heard me correctly. Lefty Sam Henches. 11 innings pitched, 15 Ks, and a .82 earned run average. He's been lights out. When you had showed me that stat, I I didn't believe it. I knew he had been pitching well, 
And, and there's, there's a few other guys that are, that are pitching pretty well. Like I like that Nick Sandlin has kind of taken a, a high pressure role um, in the bullpen, especially because overall the pitching hasn't been great. Um, they are ranked Mediocre 21st. At best. They're ranked 21st in ERA as a pitching staff. Yeah. So, so, and, and I also kind of on the other side of this, the guardians have eight guys that are hitting over 270. So them being about 500 right now, it's not the hitting that is the reason that a lot of people expect it. It's, it's that yeah. they've kind of, they've given up some big run games when it comes to the pitching. Uh, Aaron Savali has a nine, four, five ERA. Now he pitched pretty decent the other night, but um, he's, he's struggled a little bit. And there's been a lot of talk about because um he was a representative for the players union. And so he didn't get ramped up as fast as some of the other guys. And that's why he was number four in the rotation initially. Um, so maybe that has still has something to do with it. He's just not up to speed as much yeah. as the rest of the rotation. is. I think he's having trouble hitting his spots. You can, you can show he's left a lot of pitches up and out over the plate where guys have been able to turn on it. Um, hopefully he gets it figured out because he was the number two in our rotation. And I'd really love to see him get it figured out. Shane Bieber still looks good. Um, I said the pitching has been mediocre at best. I did say before we started um, that they had been good until you pointed out some very yeah. sp uh, specific stats. So well, I changed they, good to mediocre because there have, have been some guys that yeah. have looked good. Well, their ERA is is high, but mm -hmm. there's so what you can infer by these other two stats is, is they're ranked 14th in, in batting average against at 229 and they're 11th in whip at 1.18. So the guys are hitting in the clutch situations against them is, is basically what's happening is, is if they're getting guys on, then, then teams are stringing together hits against them. Yep. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, that gets, that gets corrected as well. Um, defense hasn't been ideal either. Um, there's been a lot of defensive mistakes. Um, you're going to have that with young players too. They just yeah. have to get comfortable and, and yeah, they're 17th in errors with 12 as a team, which is a lot. Yeah. We're, we're early on. So you, you expect a, a Terry Francona team to be a little bit tighter when it comes to defense. Um, mm -hmm. I think we're used to good defense when it comes to, to Cleveland baseball. So to see them, kind of throw away and just hand over runs sometimes is, is extremely yeah. frustrating when you know that they have to play tight to, to, to win some of these ball games. There's been a lot of one run games. Mm -hmm. um, but again, like I said, last time, there's a lot of promise with this team and they've come around after that losing streak and to win five of six and, and hopefully it continues against good teams um, right. with, with Toronto and um you know, then they have the White Sox again and they have Minnesota again. So this is a really crucial stretch yeah. of games for them. Well, I, Stephen Kwan has been really good. Uh, we, we've talked about him a few times uh, this year, uh, hitting 328. He's been amazing. He's only struck out seven times. And then you have the opposite on the spectrum with Fran Mil Reyes hitting uh, a buck 80, uh, buck 84, uh, two home runs, eight RBIs, 40 strikeouts yeah that's tough. and only three walks he's got to get that under control he's i had said that his plate approach was really bad and he had that stretch where he he recorded i think like 20 straight outs or something like that 
there's been a couple of moments where I was like, this is what's going to get him out of it. This is what's going to get him out of it. And it still hasn't happened, but it may have happened last night. Yes. He had three singles last night. Yes, he, he did. Was, he was three for three. Um, he's had some clutch hits where he's, he's getting runs in to, to kind of shake out of that. This it's sad though. He still, he still him. struck out once. <laughs> Well, if he struck out, if he if he gets his strikeouts down to one a game, I think yes. we'll be thrilled. I think I'd like to see the walks go up a little bit for for Fran Mill, and I know that Tito has dropped him down in the order, trying to get his confidence back. Yeah. And plus, you've got guys that are hitting extremely well with Josh Naylor and Owen Miller. So you just got to ride the hot hand. Yeah, and Naylor Naylor's surgeons has has really surprised me. Not that I didn't think that he would be good at some point, and I know he was playing well in AAA. It's just with that kind of injury, you would expect that there to be some dust that that, that these guys are going to have to shake no. off, and that was not the case for him. He's been hitting great. We haven't even talked about Andres Jimenez, who's done really well. Um, Naylor, we just touched on. Jose, who's the man, still leading the league in RBIs with 29 still by like seven, I think I've come so, around on Jimenez. You you've been high on Jimenez. I haven't been as I high think on he him. needs to be the starting shortstop. I've been, and I think I've, we need to find somebody to take Ahmed Rosario. I hate to say it, but well, I honestly want to see Jimenez play every day at short. Yeah. I, I want to see Owen Miller at second Naylor at first, you know, but we we'll see. I mean, yeah. Initially I didn't want Ahmed to be out of the lineup um his hitting i thought was too crucial but he's not hitting that great any longer mm-hmm. um 207 so, so you're right um i think he is expendable now at this point um so we'll especially with teams that uh, middle infielders that, there's some teams that need a shortstop so we'll see yu chang um he's at a re- on a rehab assignment with columbus so he's due to return what happens when he comes back yep somebody's gonna have to go down and I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be Ernie Clement. But I'd be okay with that as long as Yu Chang can hit while he's here. I think Yu Chang will be the next guy that that uh, gets designated for assignment. Um, I, I would hate to see yeah. Ernie get sent down. Maybe they can send down a pitcher. But well, I think Ernie um, has a couple options left. Yeah. So that may only that may be the reason they send him down. It's possible because I think Yu Chang is out of options as well. He is. Yep. So. Um, well, a lot to a lot to digest over the next two weeks, which is the next time you'll hear from us. Um, hopefully, we're talking about good things, and and hopefully, we don't see another losing streak like we did uh, for the first part of of, of our week yeah. away. Very true, Brian. As always, where can they find you on social media? I'm Brian Shaw on Facebook at WX Shaw on Twitter. We are Guardians Land on Twitter as a team. Facebook, we have the Guardians of the Land MLB podcast page, as well as myself. You can find me on Facebook, Mike Voorhees, or on Twitter, at Mike Voorhees. Until next time, folks, I'll leave you with a little teaser. There may be a live show coming soon. We Very keep saying soon. this. I know, every, it's every show we and I love this. it. But this time, it's closer than it was before. Yes, So that's is. why I will tease it. Okay. Talk to you all in two weeks. Have a good night, everybody.
part of the Press Play Podcast Network.